It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Welcome back, everybody. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. Hey, we don't pretend to be L.A. Rams insiders. We're just Rams fans that love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, Mark from Rams Up here. Welcome back. This is episode 200 of Rams Up. Hard to believe. And by the way, this is a video cast. You can catch this on our YouTube channel. have some graphics to share with you as I walk through my 2023 Rams defensive roster locks. A follow-up to our episode last week, we did the offensive roster locks. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, that'll work too. I'll walk you through it and maybe bounce over to the YouTube channel when you're done. And hey, how about you subscribe to the channel? That'd be really helpful. Thanks a lot for that. There is, however, a bonus segment at the end of this podcast only, not on the YouTube video. Let's get into this. But first, I want to talk about a couple articles, Rams, ruminations, uh, stuff I stumbled across on the internet 
First, I wanted to talk about Chad Reuter's article, NFL.com writer. I like his work. Lots of good stuff. And he wrote an article about uh, identifying a rookie from each team that could really shine this year, step up and make a difference. And before I read the article, I gave some thought to that. Who would I identify? Which rookie? Byron Young would be the obvious one, I thought. Maybe Steve Avila, but writing about interior offensive lines sometimes might bore the reader a little bit. He picked Zach Evans. That's right, Zach Evans. And if you think about it, that's a fair guess. You know, Cam Akers came on strong late last year, but he's had some issues. He's had some really critical fumbles. He's had that issue with the coaching staff where there was a time where we thought he was done with the Rams. So, you know, you got to weigh that against the fact that they drafted a very talented running back, Zach Evans, in the sixth round, a guy that disappointed in college, one of the highest rated running backs coming out of high school, uh, never really lived up to that, but he's obviously got some talent. So if this running game struggles out of the gate, if the Rams have trouble moving the ball on the ground, if Cam Akers doesn't produce, hey, it could be Zach Evans' time. Now, I know I've heard coming out of camp, Cam Akers is taking a leadership role. That's all fine and dandy. We need we need a good running game, most importantly. And so we'll see what happens. Uh, Chad Reuter predicting Zach Evans is going to have an impact for the Rams. Another article, Connor Orr, by uh, he's a writer for Sports Illustrated. And his, the focus of his article is who's the most underrated player on these various teams. And again, I gave some thought to that before I read the article. Rob Havenstein never gets the love he deserves. A very solid right tackle. Ernest Jones, underrated in my opinion. Jordan Fuller, kind of fell off everybody's radar with the injuries. Two players and outside the Rams solar system don't get much recognition. Who did Connor call out? Tutu Atwell. And hey, if nothing else, it shows that Connor Orr is paying attention because Tutu, uh, pretty much non-existent, a forgotten man in the Rams offense, uh, he was injured a lot too coming out of the gate. But last year, there were signs that he could be the guy the Rams thought they were getting when they drafted him. Of course, you know, you got to really put that on McVay and the offensive staff not getting him involved early on. But man, uh, I'm really excited about what Tutu Atwell could do this year. Uh, and Connor Orr identifying him as the most underrated Ram. And I can live with that. I don't have any issues with that. Now, before we get into the defensive roster locks, let's revisit the offensive roster locks. And I want to clear a couple things up because I got some heat. I got some, some, uh, I took some return fire, shall we say, on a couple of guys I left off. First thing we got to remember is that when I identify a guy as a roster lock, uh, I mean, that's 100%. I'm 100% sure this guy is going to make the Rams 53-man roster. At least he's not going to get cut. I'm not talking about guys that could get hurt or traded. Can't predict that. But these are the guys that I bet a body part that they're going to make the 53-man roster. And even a couple of the guys I identified uh, I could be <laughs> putting something at risk here, but the, I feel pretty good about the guys I identified and the guys I left off 
I took some heat for. And who were the guys I took the most heat for? Well, Ben Skowronik. I left him off my roster locks. And it's funny, you know, a year ago, Ben Skowronik, uh, I wouldn't say he was a despised Ram player, but he, there were a lot of Ram fans that were not big supporters of Ben Skowronik's future on this team. He had a, a big uh, a ball bounce off his hands in the Super Bowl, led to an interception. Uh, he dropped a ball in the, in the end zone in another game. Great blocker. Uh, what is he really, though? He's a fourth. He's a number four wide receiver at best at this point in his career. Great blocker. And the Rams bring on Tyler Johnson, Demarcus Robinson, Puka Nakua. They still have Lance McCutcheon. Uh, I don't think he's a real threat to uh, supplant Ben Skaronic, but I know a lot of Ram fans love him. Uh, you know, Van Jefferson's still there. It's a comp- pretty competitive group moving forward. And do I see a scenario where Ben Skaronic doesn't cut it for the Rams anymore? Eh, very unlikely, but I'm saying there is a chance. There is a slight chance that Ben isn't on this 53-man roster. I wouldn't bet against him but I'm not calling him a roster lock either. And the other guy is Logan Bruss. Took some heat for that as well. But what do we have in Logan Bruss? I mean, he hasn't proved that he can block at the NFL level, that's for sure. Yeah, he's a third-round draft pick, but you're not going to cut a first year, a rookie third-round draft pick. But by the second or third year, if if he's not cutting it, Teams will move on. I mean, at some point you have to. I'm, not, I'm kind of overstating this. Logan Bruss could still end up being a very good offensive lineman. Uh, but, you know, this is a this is a pretty deep unit now. And the fact that they were trying Logan Bruss at right tackle during minicamp, I don't think that's necessarily a good sign. Maybe it is. But uh, Logan Bruss is probably going to be on this roster. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm sorry, I cannot call him a roster lock. I still will not do that. But let's get to the defense. And before we start, I should also say, you know, you kind of got three groups of players. You got the roster locks and you guys that will, uh, we all will agree are not roster locks. The marginal players, undrafted rookies, uh, even some seventh round picks, some guys that have been hanging on for a couple of years. Uh, And then there's the guys that we can argue about. And on the offense, there were a bunch of guys we could argue about. On the defense, I don't think there really are. There's not a lot of guys in that middle ground. Uh, But let's get started. I'll I'll show you what I mean. If we go to the first group of my uh, defensive roster locks, for those of you listening, not watching, I got four defensive linemen, Aaron Donald, Bobby Brown, Marquise Copeland, and Kobe Turner. I don't think I'm going to get any disagreement with those four guys. On the edge, we have the two rookies, Nick Hampton, Byron Young, and, of course, everybody's favorite edge rusher, Michael Hoyt, apparently slimmed down and ready to defend his position there. And then we have one inside linebacker, Ernest Jones. We'll get to the the secondary in a second here. We'll start with these guys. Uh, and by the way, I just I identified 17 guys on offense plus three special teamers. And I'm going to have 14 defensive guys here for you. So there is eight guys. And who have I left off this group? 
Um, we'll talk about a bunch of them here, but uh, the two guys that are probably going to be um, up for debate are Daniel Hardy and Oshawn Mathis. Uh, Mathis, I think, I don't think you can call him a, a roster lock. I don't know. You know, they got, they're throwing so many edge rushers at us now. I can't imagine they're all going to make this team. I would think he's uh, very early to say. I don't mean to be writing anybody off, but he's the type of guy I think could end up on the practice squad unless he's a really good special teams player and end up on this roster at someone else's expense, though, right? you got to remember that. And Daniel Hardy, I have no clue what's going on with Daniel Hardy. I still don't know what we have. I know the Rams were not committing to let him play last year. Uh, of course, he was hurt for much of the year. I heard he came to camp looking solid and ripped, but I just don't know enough about him. All I know is that supposedly the Rams still love him, but I can't call him a roster lock. And we'll talk about some other guys here. Oh, well, let's talk about some defensive linemen while we're here. Uh, Laurel Murchison, I like not calling him a roster lock. Jonah Williams, Ernest Brown. You know, none of these guys are roster locks. Um, who else? Uh, at the inside linebacker spot, you got guys like Jake Hummel, Christian Roseboom, and a, a few undrafted rookies. I, I think Hummel and Roseboom are certainly in the driver's seat, but hey, it's going to be really competitive. Who's going to play alongside Ernest Jones? Who's going to back those guys up? Uh, it's it's wide open. And uh, aside from Jones, I think he's the only linebacker, inside linebacker, that's a lock to make this team. Let's look at the secondary. And uh, I'm going to have six guys on the secondary that uh, we'll talk about that are, that are I'm considering locks. Kobe Durant, Darion Kendrick. Uh, THT, that's Hodges Tomlinson. From henceforth, he will be THT on my podcast. As much as I struggle with names, I think you all understand why it is THT. He will make this team. And then the three safeties, Jordan Fuller, Russ Yeast, Quentin Lake. Now, there are a bunch of guys uh, that are going to be fighting for remaining spots. How many guys in the secondary are they going to carry? If you look at the cornerback position, well, who have I left off? Yeah, you've probably already noticed it. Who did I not mention? Uh, well, there's two cornerbacks I didn't mention, Robert Rochelle and Sean Jolly. And the reason I'm not calling them locks, I mean, someone, uh, I forget who it was, identified uh, their first depth chart starting lineup prediction, Robert Rochelle is a starting corner. And he could be, or he could be, on the practice squad or gone completely. I have no idea. The Rams, another guy the Rams have shown very little faith in. Uh, such a great athlete. I'm hoping he makes this team and he's a contributor very well. Could end up being a starter, but I don't know what we have there. I mean, McVeigh mentioned him early in minicamp as the guy they're counting on. We'll just have to see. And Sean Jolly, another guy that I think has a great shot at making this roster. And then you got guys like Cam McCutcheon, uh, Tyon Davis. Tyon Davis was really, uh, really sh uh, showing up in minicamp. A lot of people were impressed with his play, but it's so early. And remember, so if, if Tyon Davis and Cam McCutcheon, if those guys make this roster, uh, Jolly or Rochelle don't, right? So um, I think Rochelle's got, I mean, if I had to, to bet on it, I mean, if I had to take a guess, I'd give Rochelle probably a 90% chance of being on this 53-man, if not better. Uh, but 
Hey, it's we have a we have a lot of football left between it between now and uh, that final cutdown. And at the safety position, we have the the draft pick uh, uh, Jason Taylor and some really promising undrafted safeties. And uh, again, I don't know. It, it comes down to how many they're going to carry. Uh, but Taylor and these uh, the other two undrafted guys. We'll have to see. Uh, I don't. I just don't feel good about calling any of them roster locks. Who are they? Who some guys that I wanted to make sure I didn't forget anybody? Jonah Williams and Deshaun Johnson on the defensive line, uh, Mister Irrelevant. I can't think you'd call him a lock. Jonah Williams really played well, and I think he'll end up on this roster. But he'll be battling with a guy like Laurel Murchison, and there's some other guys. Uh, and then there's Vincent Gray, another cornerback that's got a shot. So that's my roster locks for the defense, for better or worse. And I, I have a feeling I'm going to get some darts thrown at me over this, and I welcome that. Um, the 53-man roster, I will get to that in another day, another episode. Coming up here pretty soon, I would hope to do that. In the next week or two, I have my my second shot at a 53-man roster. It's very difficult. I'm going to give it my best shot, though, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Look for that next Monday. Next Monday's drop, I will hope to have my 53-man roster. Coming up next, a bonus segment not included on the YouTube channel. A couple more random RAM topics to discuss. And make sure you hit that YouTube channel subscribe and like those videos. Really appreciate it. A few more things I wanted to talk about for checking out for today. Saw a discussion about Tariq Woolen versus Kobe Durant, the Seahawk and Ram cornerbacks respectively. Tariq Woolen got a lot of love last year and deservedly so. And someone pointed out that statistically, I think this came from Pro Football Focus, actually, that Durant graded out better in a lot of ways than Woolen did and people pushing back. The sample size for Durant was much smaller, about 25% of Woolen's. But I still thought it was interesting and fun watching people get spun up. I think it's too early to say which one of these guys is the better cornerback, but don't count out Kobe Durant just because of a small sample size. And speaking of Seattle, you know, a lot of people given their draft picks so much love over the last two years. Let's take a step back and look at their 2021 draft. One of the least productive drafts ever, perhaps. They only had three picks. That was the start of the problem. And at number 56, they selected Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. I remember a lot of Ram fans wanted him for the Rams. And he might be on his last leg in Seattle after they drafted the kid out of Ohio State. That Eskridge pick, a second round pick, not looking like a good one at this point. In the fourth round, they picked the cornerback Trey Brown out of Oklahoma. And in the sixth round, they picked the offensive tackle out of Florida Stone, Forsythe, both of them buried on the depth chart, contributing very little. So, hey, let's give Seattle some love for the 2022 draft, potentially a very good 2023 draft as well. But 2021 might be one of the worst ever 
Yeah, only three picks, but that's a hole they dug for themselves. Hey, is the Rams running back room turned from a weakness into a strength seemingly overnight? Paul Walliup mentioned this in our get-together the other day. They have three guys on rookie contracts, Cam Akers, Zach Evans, and Kyron Williams. They have Ronnie Rivers, who cannot be totally written off. He was an undrafted free agent. And now they add 28-year-old Sony Michelle, a battle-tested guy. Michelle had only 36 carries for 106 yards in 10 games last season. So not a lot of wear on the tires, at least recently. And remember, in 2021, he had 845 yards and four touchdowns for the Rams after Cam Akers went down, yielded that position back to Cam Akers during the playoffs. But Sonny Michelle, a nice addition, had some experience, and a guy that you can count on getting it done in pass protection. We've seen that video over and over again. Welcome aboard, Sony Michelle. And this Rams running back room looking pretty promising right now. Just lots of potential. I wanted to start doing focuses on individual players, players maybe we haven't given enough attention to. And I wanted to talk about the Rams' fifth-round draft pick, Warren McClendon, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. I didn't know this, but his uncle Willie set the Georgia rushing record back in 1978. It was subsequently broken by Herschel Walker of political fame now. His uncle went on to play for the Chicago Bears, where he played backup to Walter Payton. McClendon, by the way, was in that car accident that took the life of fellow offensive lineman Devin Willock and Georgia recruiting analyst Chandler LaCroix. McClendon survived with just some injuries to his head, some stitches to his head, walked away from that otherwise. 64306. The knock on him is that he's not really strong and he's not really super quick but he makes up for it with a high football IQ, understands his assignment, and got it done time and time again for the two-time champion Bulldogs. Better in the run game, gets to the second level very well, not as reliable in pass protection. Two different scouts noted his ability to work effectively in double teams, uses his hands well. This is a guy that's going to be a swing tackle guard for the Rams. I think that's why they drafted him battle-tested, a team captain as well. I have a really good feeling about this guy. I think he's obviously going to stick on the roster this year with the potential to be a starter down the road, maybe at right tackle, maybe Rob Havenstein's eventual replacement. But for now, he'll be on this roster in, in a suddenly fairly deep offensive line. Warren McClendon going to be really fun watching him develop. He'll get a lot of playing time in the preseason got to keep her eye on this guy. He could be an answer to some offensive line questions this year, and especially down the road, could see him battling for a starting position come 2024. That's our player focus on Warren McClendon. We'll get to some other guys. I want to do one on our outside linebacker, Oshwan Mathis. Let's learn a little bit more about him next episode. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle 
is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com.